Welcome to episode 22. It, it, 22. Yeah. Yeah. You got, yeah. You've worked it out. Just double the number. Yeah. 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 This is the Now We're Talking podcast. The podcast where three men review the entire UK series of Now That's What I Call Music from number one to number 100. Yeah. It's like three men and a baby, but without a baby. Yeah. It was like three men and a little lady, but without a little lady. Yeah. And I'm no Tom Selleck. Smaller budget as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, his feature and bring him back. This is going to be stuff that charted between now 10 and now 11 that didn't make it on. So, uh, what we've we got, missed out on. We've got George Harrison, Got My Mind Set on You. You know that one? Uh, that yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I listened yeah. to that recently. <laughs> Weird Al did a version of that. Call like something like this song is just five words long. Yeah. This song is just five words long. Isn't that a cover of uh, an old song? I think I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's like a we had old soul song or something. We had two from Whitney. So emotional. And where did broken hearts go? Oh, so emotional. So, so fucking good. good. Yeah. Uh, there's RuPaul's Drag Race got me onto that. I heard that on there. Yeah. <laughs> and that got me into listening to loads of Whitney Houston. Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes I've had the time in my life that was a big one. Oh, oh yeah fucking that song two from Eric B and Rakim you got Paid and Fall and I know you got Soul what did they chart in the UK yeah yeah they did it's a good wow, one wow I didn't realise Eric B and Rakim were big in the UK our old friend George Michael with Faith uh, Flick oh. Mac Little Ice you know that one yeah no yeah <clears throat> Harry can, <laughs> Harry can sing it for you. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This one I included just for the name. It's a band called The Tams with uh, There Ain't Nothing Like Shagging. <laughs> oh, yeah. And because of the way it's written on the on the UK Top 40, they put the title first, so it looks like There Ain't Nothing Like Shagging The Tams. <laughs> good. Def Leppard, Hysteria. Prince, I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. That's a good one. Good hand claps on that. I don't know if I know that one. Oh, it's, it's good. Uh, two from Public Enemy with Rebel Without a Pause and Bring the Noise two great songs from Michael Jackson The Way You Make Me Feel Man in the Mirror Ooh, yeah, Life from Bad they're good uh, okay. Aswad with Don't Turn Around Ooh. I mainly bring that up because I think the Ace of Bass version makes it onto a now oh, and I think Aswad ended up realize, on a now with a different song I didn't realise Aswad did that song I thought it was yeah. just all Ace of Bass you got the Primitives with Crash it's a good bit of power pop there and uh, Af- Africa Bambata featuring UB40 what? Whoa. Which I can't work out if that's a would be a really good thing or not. Um, that's a song called Reckless. Wow. We also had um, songs from Cher, Madonna, NXS, Luther Vandross, LL Cool J, and Echo and the Bunnymen. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's going to be like a selective list. You're not also going to list all of the shit that isn't on now. No, no, no. These are but, just ones yeah, that I thought were notable. Just the good ones, but it's sort of yeah. So that when you get We're missing a lot of good stuff. Yeah. When you're in like a a six song run of house, you can be like, oh, why don't we get why don't we get Man in the Mirror in the middle of that? Yeah. Or some public enemy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's time for 1987 around the world. In, in a, yeah. In a in a feature I like to call around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Around the world. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to do Around the World, that other song. But like E17. E17. Been around the world. No, no, the other Been Around the World. All Around the World. No, no. You gotta spread no. the word. No, the one that goes. <laughs> been, been Around the World. Tonight. I, 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 I can't find my baby. baby. I don't know yeah. where. Oh, uh, yeah. But there's loads that. of them, isn't there? We had that one in album, we? That was four. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But the first one that came to my head was E17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we've got to go over to our correspondents overseas on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got uh, New Zealandian Jonah Lomu. <laughs> what, boys? How's it going? It's Jonah Lomu again. Oh, Just come I'm... crashing through the airwaves, <laughs> beating people off in every direction. <laughs> come and bring you the best album from 1987 in New Zealand, boys. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, the best album was U2, The Joshua Tree. Oh. Yeah. And the best-selling single in 87 uh, was Pseudo Echo with Funky Town. Oh yeah. yeah, everyone loves pseudo echo. Uh, I like gonna take you down. I like that. Take, I take people down. I tackle them <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> well, I've got to go, boys. It's earthquake again. Right, <laughs> see you later. Right. Wow. <laughs> see you later. Uh, Joshua Tree. <clears throat> yeah. And I hear it's the big one, but I've not ever listened to it, so I'm sure it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's Canada. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, hello, Canada. Uh, hello, I got the best album from Canada. Uh, it was a U2, the Joshua Tree. Oh, oh Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a big tree, isn't it? Yeah. And the best single we've gone for are Los Lobos with Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was fun, but I don't know if it's the top single of the year. Wow. There's a big seller in Canada, obviously. Yeah. They love that mariachi shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there, boys. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Hi there, boys. It's uh, former President Bill Clinton. You really yeah. don't like him, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this character. I don't know why. <laughs> Look at Jacob. He's not loving that. <laughs> Hi, boys. It's, it's Big Old Bill again. Big Bill. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want me to play a bit of sax? Uh, okay. <laughs> now, do, do, uh, careless whisper. That <laughs> <laughs> sax sounds really weird, Bill. <laughs> I think it's because it's, uh, it's over Skype. That's what it's <laughs> Skype sax. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> What's your number one? My number one album in the US 87 was uh, Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet. Oh, wow. Cool. Wow, that's a bad name for a t- fucking album, isn't it? It's a good name for a woman. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, US best single, 87, was uh, it was the Bangles with uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. Wow. Yeah. They like that, did they? Yeah. The old ladies... Uh, Walking like an Egyptian when I'm done with them. Oh, uh, what does that even mean, <laughs> Bill Clinton? <laughs> See you later, guys. I'm off to bang an intern. Bye, Billy. Hey, oh, anyone want to buy some crack? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that was Bill Clinton there. There we go. Now. Yeah, he's a horrible man. So creepy. Hey, everybody. Oh, it's the Fergal. All right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh well we're not keeping very good records here um that was either 
Best single, uh, Hold Me Now by Tommy, Johnny Logan. You know, the one, what was on Eurovision? No. No, we didn't listen to it. <laughs> uh, or it might have been You Win Again by the Bee Gees. Well, I don't even know that one either. Uh, but I don't know what was going on in Ireland, they just weren't keeping records. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that how all the songs do so well in the Irish chart? People yeah, just three really slapdash about it. Yeah, we sold quite a few. I don't know how many. Or right, what should we say? Number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While you're here, Fergal, have you managed to find a good heart yet? Well, I had some rabbit heart on toast at the reindeer, <laughs> um, and that was all right. But it wasn't as good as a heart these days. That's hard to find. <laughs> Oh, he's a lad, isn't he? Fucking hell. Oh, Fergal. Hi, boys, it's David Kent. Oh, hello, Kent. Yeah. All right, yeah. I saw your imposter, Michael Kent, the other day. He was trying to get in my house. I told him where to go, yeah. I thought we left him him firmly back in the mid-80s. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's uh, he's still trying to besmirch your name. If I find him, I'll kill him. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it works. Nobody steals my uh, IP. You get away with it. The Australian Chart Association tried. Look at all them now. They're the leading chart compiling. Yeah. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they did. They did all right yeah, once they they, right. they licensed. They paid me protection money. <laughs> it's Ken's little protection racket. The charts. Right. Uh, the best album was John Farnham's Whispering Jack. You know that one. Ah, uh, Whispering Jack. Yeah. Whispering Jack. Oh, you can't hear what he's saying, but he's such a nice chap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's freaking classic. <laughs> right, everyone, it's 1987 Ken Report. And uh, number 10, it's Europe with the final countdown. Yeah. yeah number nine, it's Pull the Khakis. <laughs> Don't pull the khakis. <laughs> with Boom Boom. Let's go back to my room. Oh, that sounds like a fucking great song. <laughs> Number eight, it's Ice House with Electric Blue. Oh, Ice House. <laughs> Number seven, the Bangles with Walk Like an Egyptian. Oh, he likes that as well. Yeah. Number six, we've got Kim Wilde with You Keep Me Hanging On. Oh, God. Yeah. Number five, got Mel and Kim, Respectable. Yeah, Tay Tay Tay. Yeah. And uh, number four, you've got Dave Dobbin with Herbs. Oh, Dave Dobbin. <laughs> with Slice of Heaven. <laughs> number three, you've got Bob Seeger, Old Time Rock and Roll. Oh. Yeah. And number two, Los Lobos with La Bamba. Oh, he likes La Bamba as well. Yeah. But at number one, the top of my 1987 Ken Report. It's Kylie Minogue with Locomotion. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like go. Because you like the high energy. Yeah. So it's March 88, isn't it? Yeah. In February 88, and we had the Brit Awards. Oh, yeah. The 88 Awards Brits. They come around quick, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, don't they? Royal Albert Hall, this one was held at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, hosted by Noel Edmonds for the third time. Ah, uh, uh, Noelie with well, his sex doll. You know, you want to <laughs> see that? Noel, Noel goes everywhere with a big, big doll. Oh, now. yeah. Does he? Yeah. Well, it's, isn't it, he has like a... He's Is it got a carpool? He's bought an old taxi, yeah. yeah. And then he drives in like the, 
the taxi lanes, yeah, I yeah, think, because yeah. he's, he's got like a licensed taxi or something, but then he just puts like a, a doll in it to make it look like he's got a passenger. Yeah, train. so that people don't try and flag him down, but now the doll has an Instagram account and he like takes it everywhere. Oh, God, that sounds like, like some a creepy sex doll. Driving around in an old taxi with a doll in it, it sounds, yeah. it sounds like something that Alan Partridge would just make up about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Right, so notable stuff that happens, not really much. Uh, it was the last time Siobhan Fahey performed with Banana Rama. Yeah. <gasps> I did love in the first degree with some sexy male dancers. Nice. Yeah. I like sexy male well, dancers in Banana Rama, don't they? Um, yeah, well, the male dancers were, yeah. Mm. They were sort of in little pants, I think. Nice. Yeah. Oh, hot pants. Was, was it hot pants? Uh no uh, uh, no it's just little pants little uh, pants I just meant the hot pants the male dance troupe from Alan Partridge oh right uh, it could have been there <laughs> nice <laughs> I hope so right best British album it was won by Sting with nothing like the oh, sun Sting oh god yuck sorry it was won by Sting with nothing like the sun because it starts with three dots really so uh, you have to pause oh, <laughs> fucking pretentious wanker uh, best British single guess this is sort of from 1987 most of this stuff in it yeah uh, Rick Astley never gonna give you up oh it yeah. is pretty good yeah no, fair play <laughs> best British video went to New Order for True Faith I did watch that because I thought well, why Why is it so good I can't really remember it so it can't have been that, that good. it can't have been that amazing British newcomer wet 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 oh uh, British female I had this a couple of years ago as, as well come back and won it again Alison Moyet. Oh, Moyet. Out of all the people. It's going to be Bush. No. Best British male went to Georgie Michael. Oh, yeah. Michael. He ruled the 80s, didn't he? Yeah. British group went to the Pet Shop Boys. They, they seem to be all over the now. The British producer, what do you reckon? 87. Stock Aitken and Waterman all together. Yeah. yeah Stock Aitken and Waterman. We're in the... <laughs> muddy depths of high NRG <laughs> classical recording went to Vernon Handley for Ralph Vaughan Williams's Symphony Number no. 5 yeah. yeah yeah deserving yeah notoriously yeah. difficult symphony that one yeah <laughs> best soundtrack or cast recording uh, Phantom of the Opera yeah what for what the, 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 the sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, international best international breakthrough act it was Terrence Trent Derby. Really? Yeah, we haven't heard anything about him. No. Right. Best international solo artist was Michael Jackson. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Of course. Best international group was U2. Just about international, aren't they? Yeah. But they're not good. So no. Well, what are they giving them awards for? It's the Brits, in it? <clears throat> they're not about to stop anytime soon <laughs> giving them awards international female went to Tracy Chapman oh yeah well, I know one song by her the classic Fast Car yeah yeah it's a good song so. and outstanding contribution to music Cliff Richard no it was The Who oh Who The Who The Who yeah outstanding contribution to music was The Who The Who The what The Arctic Monkeys uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. amazing if they go into the Arctic Monkeys before most of them were born <laughs> is that all of the Brits then that is the Brits that's who won the Did Brits anyone get their bum out or throw water on something no, like no. no. Siobhan Fahey performed for the last time with Banana Rama yes. <laughs> yeah that was the big controversial thing. Oh, God. no the Brits would only get more controversial wouldn't they I'm looking forward yeah. to the, the famous cement 
have a Fox McFleetwood one. Wow, it's that's not too far away. Not too far away. Well, I don't even know that, so I look forward to hearing or yeah. seeing that. Yeah, you should watch a bit of it. It's a famous car crash. So are we ready to talk about Little Australian? Yeah, the backside of Now Eleven. The backside. Oh. The backside. It's Kylie Minogue. <laughs> I should be so lucky. Yeah, someone with a famous backside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, it's not what she was famous for no. at the time. She was famous uh, as being a neighbour. Yeah. Yeah, 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 a bit of a tomboy in Neighbours. Well, she's Charlie. I don't think I even remember her in Neighbours because she was she was she the was first shy. in a long line of female automotive mechanics. Oh wow! There's loads of them in Neighbours, isn't there? Yeah. There's always one. I guess like what eighty eight. I would have been two when this came out. Yeah. So I guess she's leaving Neighbours about this time. No, she's no. still in it. She was still in it because after she finished the recording session, she flew back to Australia to do more Neighbours. Apparently. The Saw people, yeah, Stock Aitken and Mormon again, didn't know a lot about Kylie Minogue and they forgot that she was coming. Yeah. Wow. So they wrote the song in 40 minutes while they made her wait outside. Yeah. Bash that out. Right. That annoys me for a couple of reasons. Right? <laughs> well, the first reason is why you keep like a nice lady like Kylie Minogue waiting outside of your offices for 40 minutes. That's not nice. And also, like, it suggests a certain sort of, like, laissez-faire kind of lazy attitude on their part because they're just sort of like, oh, we're hit makers. We can do, like, easily, like, do a hit. Like, oh, she here. Oh, shit. Oh, quick, let's make a song. Like, you know, when Aphex Twin does it, like, it seems kind of cool when he just, like, picks up a tape and goes, oh, I've remixed your song. Yeah, that's it. You know, that seems kind of, you know, like sort of anarchistic and kind of kind of cool. But when they do it, I just think, oh, you wankers, like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And they don't... They, they, were, they were rude to her again because uh, they they wrote the song because Mike Stock, he, he wrote the lyrics and he thought that although she was a, a successful soap star in Australia and very talented, there must be something wrong with her. Yeah, there must what, be. What, what, what? Why, why are you making that assumption? From everything I can work out, Kylie seems to be a delightful young lady. Is it because yeah. she's got a funny Australian accent? Uh, I don't know, but... There's something wrong with you. Listen to your voice. <laughs> Not only did they write the song in, in 40 minutes, she then sung it in less than an hour. Yeah. So it was a, a quick little affair. But yeah. all of this circumvents our opinions. What do people think of this song? Well, this is why I'm annoyed, because, like... They go, oh, we, yeah, we knocked this hit out in five minutes. Yeah, it's fucking not very good, is it, boys? It's a bit like... Uh, well, <sighs> sort of just sounds like most of the other high-energy songs. That's probably why it's so easy to write them. They just had to come up with, like, the actual sort of I... vocal line melody, and the rest yeah. of it's pretty much... It's in lots of different sort of keys. And yeah, I, I like that. I think the chorus is quite obnoxious. Yeah. Um, I did a little remix of this myself when I was a kid. You know, when you were a kid, and I, I had uh, Kylie Minogue's album on one side of the cassette and I had Jason Donovan's on the other, right? And, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not embarrassed. And um, I am. when you're a kid, when you're a kid and you're... You, you discover swear words you're like oh it's going to be a bit naughty I had the tape 
and I recorded over it so that any time, just before she said the word lucky, pause the tape, hit record, and then I'd dub myself in saying fucky. <laughs> and so, and it would just like be like that, a little kid's voice saying fucky with like a massive tape noise on it. <laughs> you still have a recording? Oh, I wish. Oh. I wish I could drop that in, but uh, it no longer exists. I'd love to it's Probably hear that. my first remix that was. Uh, yeah, I just got a bit curious as to like where the surname Minogue came from, because it's quite yeah. unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds kind of French, maybe? No, it's Irish. It's just Irish, oh, Minogue. Irish or- okay. origin. Yeah, Minogue. It's just too sugary sweet for my life. Yeah, no, I like it more than you though, do, I think. You know, it's, I, it's not my favourite, but... Um, yeah, and it's not the worst high NRG you've ever had. I think the production's really awful. There's something really synthetic about Stock Aitken Waterman Productions. It's all the kind of horrible horn lines on the keyboard that clearly don't you know they don't sound anything like horn lines but um, one thing I, I like about this was that at the Poetry Olympics 1996 Kylie made a surprise appearance and came out and did like a dramatic reciting of the lyrics of this song <laughs> and um, the clip I found from it was a clip from one of those Channel 4 nostalgia shows that they banged together really cheap and it had the actress Neris Hughes from the Live Birds talking about it she's like oh yeah and then she came out and was like oh look Kylie yeah look she can laugh at herself you know yeah she's lovely <laughs> and uh, I thought that was good did you watch video uh, yeah well, I've seen the video for this before as well yeah but... sort of bad computer graphics Kylie prancing about in her house which is sort of decorated quite strangely as uh, they green screen her in front of some Venetian blinds at one yeah. point <laughs> no reason why do you need to do that just why get do, some real Venetian blinds for? surely and she's yeah. dressed like she's, compared to other videos in the 80s she's like seems like so 80s like I thought we were getting away from that but the way she's dressed she's got like all those horrible 80s dresses yeah. on her hair is like so big <laughs> she still pulls it off yeah chance yes please well, it was a number one, Andy Irma. Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand. They weren't so horrid, mate. I need to give you the number three, mate. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a UK number one. Gold. Yeah. Gold. Big old gold. Yeah. In America, they said, we don't know how to pronounce that name. Number 28. Can I Manuka? Kylie Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's called now. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> and in the Canada, we said that we love it. Number 66. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Davey. Davey Kent. Well, you know who's a bloody number one on the Kent, don't uh, you? Yeah. For six bloody weeks. Oh, yeah. six weeks. Yeah. Platinum record. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Had a soft spot for Kylie, did you? <laughs> who doesn't mate yeah. who doesn't yeah <laughs> she's the antipode and archetype of beauty <laughs> she's a our equivalent of an English rose she's an Australian shrimp <laughs> <laughs> she's a triple threat you know she can sing act and dance and fix a car (laughs) (laughs) so from uh, one Stock Aitken Waterman production to another Kim with 
That's the way it is. It's like things are the way it is. Oh, I wish it was that. What's his name? Bobby Barron and the Fleshettes or something. It's really poorly sequenced, this disc of now. Having two stock Aiken Waterman songs that are nearly identical back to back. Yeah. And then like five or six house songs at the end. They need to break it up a bit more. Yeah. I really, uh, I, I really found it hard to... I haven't really got anything to say about this that I didn't say about the first song. It probably was... This one was probably written in 20 minutes. Yeah, this one's not as good. That's, I should be so lucky. No, it's, it's pretty silly. Yeah, it's high energy. It's pretty... I watched the video for this and they weren't in it. So I wasn't sure if she was, like, ill by this point because she, didn't she get ill and then... Yeah, die? I think she was ill for a while. Yeah, so she's I, not on it because she's... Yeah, ill basically. She discharged yeah. herself from hospital to actually record it, and uh, when they released the single, that also um, revealed that she was ill and stuff. Okay, at the time. yeah, the video was just like some dancers. And they sort of came out of a big screen, and then some yeah. of the kids who were watching them went in the screen and danced with them. But there was yeah, I mean, well, really Kim weren't in it. Was this their last song? Yeah, I think so. And there might have been one more after this. But yeah, they'd gone on Wogan and said what's going on and that she'd been diagnosed with cancer. Wogan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, classic. got big news. That's where you're going. Yeah. Wogan. Yeah, so as you said, the video sort of some people break in to the studio. But like they said at the start, there's someone looking at a newspaper that says a hundred thousand pound boob ruins Mel and Kim video (laughs) which kind of means like I don't know if that's like them what they're doing like they're sort of oh they're dancing oh I've used up all the tape doing it now now we can't shoot the video is that the hundred thousand pound boob or is that has that already happened and then they went in there and danced about I don't really understand there wasn't there like a bit where it was on the radio or the telly or something and they were just talking about how Amazing Mel and Kim are or something. Oh, yeah. Mel and Kim sold loads of records. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. And it's just like, all right. There's some good, uh, good, like, big baggy de- denim sort of 80s fashions in the dancers have got on. So yeah. I like that. But it is just pretty much dancing, isn't it? Just a group of dancers having a dance. Yeah. Jumping in and out of a screen. Yeah. So this song was on the Coming to America soundtrack. It was. Oh, nice. Yeah, in 88. I've watched that film, but I don't remember this song being in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can hardly remember the song, and I've listened to it four times. Oh, yeah, this was just another sort of waffer thin pop, fluffy job, wasn't it, really? Yeah. It's deserved better. It's no Tay Tay Tay, is it? No. It was a number 28 on the Kent, boys. Number 28. And a number 11 on the Irma. Wow, only 11. In New Zealand, they said, uh, yeah, it's uh, not bad, mate. I'll give it a number 10. And in the UK, we agreed. We gave it a number 10 as oh, well. I thought we might give it like a big chart position because she's ill. No. And it was a number nine on the US dance, boy. Ah, uh, US dance. I was like, US number nine. Oh, dance. No, no. Uh, Just dancey. And that's the last we'll be seeing a Mel. But no. not Kim. Oh, does Kim carry on for a bit? Well, you'll have to wait and see, won't you? So, from a song that was on the soundtrack of Coming to America, it's Coming to My Life by Joyce Sims. Yeah. From The Sims. Yeah. (laughs) She invented those two coloured skate wheels that I really wanted when I was, like, 11. (laughs) 
Yeah, I wanted them as well. I like Joyce Sims. I used to like give her a little job, make her a little house, and then you know her happiness would go up, and then yeah. I'd get her to record a song. Does anyone know who Joyce Sims is? No, not a lot about her. There were some smooth guitar licks. Smooth little guitar little smooth licks, okay. guitar licks. That's all I've written. Yeah. <laughs> I was sort of grateful that grasping for something. I was sort of grateful it wasn't high energy stop Aiken and Walkman song, but yeah. you know, it wasn't very interesting. No, it was sort of smoothie disco with some Santana guitar on it. <laughs> like she did like a good little yeah, fucking mental high note. Yeah, she held a, a <coughs> high note for ages. Yeah, yeah, she had a good voice, but it was a quite a dull song. Yeah, I thought you know it's from the album of the same name. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's an American singer songwriter. Well, this was her biggest hit, but she did have another UK top twenty uh, the same year, I think. The video is just her playing in a sort of restaurant slash lounge bar thing. <laughs> it's meant to be kind of classy, I guess. You yeah. know, I've got fuck all else to say about it. Yeah, it's pretty dull. <laughs> Just a UK number seven and a number ten on the US R&B charts, boy. Wow. Yeah, she wasn't very big anyway, was she? Mm. Just in the UK, we like a... That is her sole entry onto the Now series as well. Well, yeah, it was a soulful song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did a sort of gabber one later. <laughs> uh, gabber on a Now. If we if we get maybe we will get some gabba. I don't, really I don't think so. Ever ever get gabba? No, not like full on gabba, but you know. I want to be a hippie. Who might yeah. get that? Jelly Bean. Yeah. Featuring Elisa Fiorillo. Yeah. Who whom? found whom? Because it should be. Ah. Who found who? <laughs> who Not found who found who? Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> Jelly Bean again. Yeah, we, we last saw him on now 10 disc one with Steve Dante. Or, yeah. Well, he yeah. doesn't have an accent on his name, so Steve Dant. Steve Dant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> bit, bit more funky guitar. And uh, some saxophone as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all right. And a nice little double kick thing yes. that happened at one point. I like that. That, that. that made me remember. I was like, oh, yes, Jelly Bean. I've said before, but I've been listening to Jelly Bean's album. Where it's just like, you? Yeah. It was like the, one of the disco funk albums that uh, Carl's had. Do, do, and do, it was do, just like do, so do, many do, ridiculous drum fill mm. intros with crazy kick drums like yeah. that. Where it's like... <laughs> and then just go into a song and they were fucking amazing there's a little chromatic chord change in there as well Elisa Donna had some uh, she did a lot of stuff with Prince oh really yeah she recorded Prince's Paisley Park recording studio as she was a backing vocalist on the soundtracks to Graffiti Bridge and Batman she seems like a very warm sensual woman well she worked with Prince (laughs) up until his death doing backing vocalists and stuff she yeah. also sang back up for Savage Garden oh. on the Superstars and Cannibals tour. Wow. Sorry, Cannonballs. Oh. <laughs> Superstars and Cannonballs tour. Uh, I don't know Savage Garden with Cannibals. <laughs> that is savage. She sort of contradicts herself a bit in the lyrics because she sort of says, um, I won't ever let you forget who, who found who. 
it doesn't really matter. Yeah, if it doesn't yeah, really matter, like, why yeah, ne- yeah. I'll never let you forget this thing that doesn't really matter. Make your mind up. Is it like negging or something? It's like reminding you, but negging. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, yeah. <laughs> She's a seduction artist. Yeah. <laughs> so about negging. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jelly Bean, he's done a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff in his career. He was musical supervisor for Carlito's Way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Get Carter and Species as well. Mm. Yeah. He's also got his music on the soundtrack for Back to the Future, Flash Dance, right. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Oh, yeah, 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 we mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah. Was it that last song we had was on that? It might have been. It might have been. Uh, Top Gun and Spaceballs. Oh. But most importantly, he composed the theme song for the Ricky Lake show. Oh, Ricky! That's kind of how it went. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember the Ricky Lake show, though. I used to like that. Yeah. Outrageous, would it? Yeah. And then they'd have like the late night one as well, even more outrageous. Yeah. There'd just, just be people going, I know I've been going out with you for like six months, but I'm gay. Yeah. And they go, Oh my god, I can't believe it. Yeah. And Ricky'd say, Can you believe it? And they go, No. I and can't. then they go, Here's my lover. Do you yeah. know? And then he'll come out, <laughs> You bitch. Oh, so nineties. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Jellybean. He's a man of many talents. Yeah. Ah. So well, musical talents. Yeah. He's not that many talents. He's not also like a really good unicyclist. He's also a very good supervisor. Yeah. And he invented Jellybean. Do he invent Jellybean? He owns Jellybelly. He completes his appraisals on time. Yeah. He has his supervisions. (laughs) He's got nice hair. Yeah. Which is quite He always gets 100% on all his audits as well. Yeah. Yeah, I take it back. He is a man of many talents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this bad boy got to number 10 in the UK charts. And that's the highest chart position for it. Because it got to number 21 under Irma. And number 46 in New Zealand, mate. Uh, and number 3 on the US dance. And a 16 on the billboard, boy. Oh, 16 on the billboard. Did you watch the video? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was just sort of her just and then playing. And then she just... she kept going over to Jelly Bean on the keyboard and sort of having a little flirt. He sort of discovers her, doesn't he, in the street and goes, "You could be a star," you know. He's well, quite a weird, sort of unlikely looking. Did I see a different video to you? Then they were just sort of playing. There was like a band really? playing, and he was playing keyboards, and she oh. was standing there singing. Oh, and occasionally yeah, she'd like go over to him and sort of, you know, ooh, and sing at him, and he'd look over at her. But you know, no, I didn't see that. He like sort of found her larking about in the street and took her up. Okay. And no, I didn't tell to video. make a song and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. I maybe just saw a live video. He's quite. Like, he's he's quite an unlikely looking disco sort of producer, isn't he? I mean, he had like pretty sweet eighties fashions on and a big a hat with some big hair. Video I saw. Yeah. All the hell videos you've been watching. Unless that wasn't him, I'm pretty sure it was. But yeah, he was in the other video as well, wasn't he? Was he? The last one we watched. Got sort of long hair. And, yeah. 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 Long hair. And he had a funny little hat on. Yeah, he's all right. Let's do it. He's all right. <laughs> Another Stock Aiken yeah. and Waterman track. I was, was going to say, from Jelly Bean to something else sweet. Yeah. Being captivated by Honey and Banana Rama. I can't help it. Oh. 
I can't help not thinking very much of this song. It's the last song before the controversial Brits, where it's the last time she performed for them. Yeah, it is. It's the last oh. song with Siobhan. See? Controversial. Yeah. yeah. I did like there was a bit in it where they sing Good Enough to Eat and the back of the go, Monje. That was pretty good. Well, I don't know if you've seen the cover, it's got a rather lurid cover. Oh, yes. I want to see it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I want to it's just it. some sort of photos of them in some fairly revealing clothing. Okay, because uh, I watched the video and that, that was a bit sexy. They, For some reason, they switched the sleeves over for this and Love in the First Degree with the American release, so in Britain we got the sexy one for this and in America they got the sexy cover for Love in the First Degree Okay, but the pictures were taken by a famous photographer oh yeah Herb Ritz yeah oh it is a sexy front cover just them in bras (laughs) you need it because the song is about too much I'm captivated by your honey it is about too much is it no just all fluffy bollocks in it now yeah. Saw it's like all the they've, I don't know like why don't they have nice sounding drums and things like that yeah. I don't know it's just it's one of those things where I listen to their songs and production and just think what they're thinking about when they write isn't about music they're just thinking about how much money they're going to make it's really production liney stuff isn't it yeah it's very kind of plastic but it's not even that good like I'd say you know, I should be so lucky. I have some little clever key changes and stuff, but most of their songs are just not even that well written. Yeah, it's like they went very quickly from having some fresh ideas to just cranking shit yeah, out as yeah, quickly yeah. as possible. Like within like two years, they're just bored. Like, oh fuck it, what's in the car now? I'll write a song yeah. then. Why do you need three of them to write this shit? You don't need three people. You need one person putting in very little effort. What What was the division of labour there with Stock Aitken and Waterman? You know, what, who, Stock and Aiken were always producing it, really? it seems, and Waterman, I guess, did the lyrics or... No, because what's-his-name did the lyrics Stock for... did the lyrics for the other one. What the hell is Waterman up to, then? I don't know. Um, Three Saw songs on one disc is too many Saw songs. Yeah. But I liked I liked the video to this. Yeah, was there was funny. some very obvious, definite like, "Ooh, is that a nipple?" At the start of the yeah. video, it's like, "Yes, it clearly is a nipple." You didn't do very well at like making that sort of like. I think it's meant to be ambiguous. Just mainly them with topless men. I guess they were in their steamy topless men phase. Yeah, sort of. and it says like but, you know, Siobhan's only sort of from the shoulders up because she's pregnant mm. but like the whole video is so closely cropped yeah they crop out like, anything sexy yeah. at all in the it's like actually quite annoying to watch yeah because it's so closely cropped yeah. like oh, it. it's There's really like weird a bit where one of them was on a bed with a guy and i think there may be even more of them were on the bed but you just couldn't ever see what was going on yeah so it's like you could just see like flesh it's like right? a pirate like, it's yeah. like a pirate video isn't yeah it? it's like too zoomed in and then there's a bit where one of them was like in some sort of pool or hot tub and oh, there's no, like loads like of fruit milk, like, milk and fruit they're like yeah, bathing they're like, and there's a guy in there with them and, but it was all just so closely yeah so I think it's a load of UHT as well because it's really watery milk yeah. Um, it did look disgusting. Yeah, it was all just sort of. <laughs> it was just like it annoyed my brain to watch. Yeah, it was just like, oh, what's could... going on? That's what's sexy is you don't know what's going. If you know what's going on, if it's all there on show, no, you just want a meat shot. <laughs> <laughs> this video was a meat like a big meat shot. You know, It'd be better, wouldn't it? So UK number twenty, uh, and number twelve on the Irma. We can't get enough of them banana ramas. Only twenty, even after Siobhan announced she was leaving, people wanted to, yeah. you know. That was a number five seven on the billboard, boy. 
Boys, you know I like a pretty lady. <laughs> I'll give it a number 27. Number 27? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, the <laughs> photographer, Herb Brits, you'll like this. He, uh, he directed the video for In the Closet by Michael Jackson. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought you were going to say In the Closet by R. Kelly. What? No, no. <laughs> I was getting even more excited about that. But In the Closet by Michael Jackson is the really sexy one, yeah, isn't it, with yeah. Naomi Campbell. Yeah. And he's doing sexy dancing. Yeah. So he photographed a lot of celebrities, including Elizabeth Taylor. So And he did the cover for Banana Armour. Oh, but, sadly, Death Watch, he died in 2002. So from a cover by a goner that snapped Liz Taylor to a cover of the song Dollar Snatched from Erasure, it's Dollar. Ola more. Ola more. Or, yeah, well, oh. drop the drop the little H off the O because the Erasure version was called Olamore, but it was O H. The Erasure one was wasn't just a big o. hit, but it was uh, come to be regarded as as a classic Erasure song. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was terrible. Oh yeah, me too. I have to agree. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Weedy singing. Oh, yeah, and like the bit of the start it's got sort of a weird thing where it kind of makes the singing out sound out of tune and then the verse comes in and it still sounds out of tune yeah the singing actually is out of tune in this song and uh, they are David Van Day yeah of uh, fake Bucks Fizz fame and yeah. Canadian Teresa Bazaar well that's a good name it's not as yeah. bizarre as she might seem from her name so did we talk about that Bucks Fizz documentary before um, yeah, we talked about how they were sort of fighting over these the right to use the name in these tiny little venues. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Trouble at the Top was the name of the documentary. It's a fly-on-the-wall thing that ran for a while. Right. Van Day, in May 2007, stood as a Conservative candidate for Brighton and Hove City Council. Did he? Wow. Uh, but he didn't win because he allegedly made some homophobic remarks, <laughs> which is a really fucking stupid thing to do in Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Massive own wow. goal there. And at the time that he was doing that as well, he, he was running a burger van, <laughs> uh, which earned him the nickname Burger Van Day. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, that was I when he was being uh, he was being sued by Bobby G for using yeah, using yeah. the Bucks Fizz name. But apparently, he was working in the burger van because I quote he enjoyed it. <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't need the money; he just liked doing it. Just loves burgers. Yeah, uh, cheap prices. Yeah, well, it was sort of uh, we're doing his doing his mental career like backwards here. I mean, we've got we've got to two thousand seven. But yeah, they were formerly in this thing called Guys and Dolls which was mm. like a sort of manufactured pop band from the 70s three guys and three dolls so they're like driving the dolls. fucking carpool <laughs> lane yeah <laughs> were they blow up ones or like those realistic dolls uh, no they were actually like real women Oh. Yeah. That's not as good. No. So, yeah, Dollar had actually split up in 1983, and they'd only reformed uh, in 86, because uh, Van Day and uh, Bazaar, they were sort of on and off shagging each other. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Day. What you yeah. Like? <clears throat> I think that's why they got kicked out of Guys and Dolls, to be honest. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Practice. Where are you? Can't remember. Oh, they're up there again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, really sort of bad song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My one word review for this was terrible. Yeah. 
the video is sort of them on a cold beach. <laughs> sometimes it's sort of blue with David kind of moping about, and sometimes it's her frolicking around with some punks or something. Like, yeah, it was really rubbish. It was rubbish. <laughs> this awesome. this whole thing is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, now yeah. we're really truly getting into the bad now. Yeah. But UK number seven. Really? Yeah, top ten. And a number four on the Irma. That's blown my mind. Yeah, I know. Get out of here. But nowhere else. Nowhere else. So, thankfully, this is the last we'll be seeing of Dollar. Yeah. So that's it. One and done, mate. That's Dollar. later, DVD. (laughs) There we are. That was Dollar with Teresa Bazaar, David Van Day. Yeah. David Van Day from one vehicle to another. (laughs) It's... uh, Jola Taxi by Vanessa Paradis. Yeah. Par- Paradis. By Van Essa. Oh, Van Essa. Jola Taxi. It's Jeez. a weird little one, isn't it? Yeah. French language. Mm. Um, strange, small girlish voice. Well, she was 14. Well, yeah, was she? Fine. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, yeah. But then I've heard lots of, like, child sort of girl singers. that None of them sound as, like, childish as that at the no, age of 14. I found, I found it off-putting, really. I, I, it was a bit like the creepy kid in in that Matthew song, Hey Matthew. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's all a bit weird. It sounded like sort of lounge music in an 80s cop film to me. Yeah. A bit elevator, but it did have some beefy baritone sax on it. Oh, it's just really weird. <laughs> well, it? Have you got any more information about Vanessa Paradis other than her being 14? Well, well, she went on to be in a long term relationship with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's she famous for now. Ages. Is that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, accused him of naughty stuff. Did she do any other songs? Yeah, she's going to yeah, be back. She did Ben, ben Lillory. <laughs> David Van Day. Yeah. <laughs> David Van Day. Le David Van Day. So it's, uh, it's about a taxi driver in Paris called yeah. Joe who knows his way around really well. And he likes rum and Latin music and saxophone. Yeah. Which is that's what the song tells you about. Apparently. He sounds like a good, good lad, you know? Yeah. I don't really know why this was exists <laughs> well, like, I could sort of see why it would exist in France yeah uh, it's not often that you get a song in a foreign language La Bamba sure on Colin Foire that's just three bloody words isn't it <laughs> this is all in French like what Macarena. were people making of this I can't, I can't see what they were it's not like the it's sort of something you hear and go oh that's a bit odd but you don't then go I'll buy that. So, yeah, video is just sort of a bit of Joe going about and then her sort of dancing awkwardly in, like, a big peach sweater that said, gross stage, which I think was, like, what stage of puberty she was at. The gross stage. The gross stage. Yeah. (laughs) She looks really weird. You know that sort of bit in puberty where you go all funny and your arms and legs get all long and your face goes weird and everything's growing at different amounts and you look like a fucking alien I guess I don't see it as much no ever, you know. she's doing that she's got that weird that. sort of gangly got the same gangly people yeah <laughs> yeah so this sold over a million copies in in La Francais 
Oh, Love France, eh? Yeah. Oui, oui. 89, the biggest selling French single of all time. I think. Wow. Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, in France, anyway. And uh, number three on the UK charts. What? Yeah. Yeah. Who was buying this? Big ass hit. I don't really don't know who's buying this. Was it like people thought it was really continental? Oh, yeah. Joe in a taxi. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll have a listen to that and eat a croissant. It's like, I'm in France. Cool, get the duty free, thanks. Well, under Irma, they said, we love that little Vanessa Paradis. Oh, don't she sound lovely? Voice of an angel. Number two. Number two? Yeah. Joe in yeah. a taxi. Fucking hell. Yeah. Mm. Well, no one's ever seen what I mean. So another vehicle here, it's Morris Minor and the Majors, stutter rap, brackets, no sleep till bedtime. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a weird, weirdy thing, isn't it? So, what are you going to say about him, man? It's like a really bad British Beastie Boys, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I like it. Oh, God. <laughs> there, there's a couple of good... Weird stuff. hearing British people rapping, like... <laughs> but oh. also, it's Tony Hawk as well. You know yeah. Tony Hawk's, don't you? Yeah. Skateboarder. Is it really? It yeah. is, yeah. It's the comedian, which I was... What? Yeah. Tony Hawk's... What? Yeah, so you've got... Tony Hawk's the famous skateboarder who does yeah. the 900 and then you've got Tony Hawk's the British guy who went round Ireland with a fridge yeah. and sort of does and a bit of acting he does like the and Dave comedy and type books yeah. Yeah. yeah he also did quite a few voices early on in Red Dwarf he was the original voice oh yeah he was in it a few times yeah he was the voice of the vending machine then he was the host in Better Than Life. That was Tony uh, And he was also the vo- the second voice of Talkie Toaster. Uh, <laughs> was he in The Thick of It or was I think was someone else? No, he wasn't no, in The Thick of so. It. But there were, there were co- it's a comedy song, obviously. There are a couple of jokes, like the No, 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 no 13 was quite oh, funny yeah, the first time. Yeah. It didn't really bear repeating. And the Chuck a Can joke, yeah. they didn't need to stop all the music to highlight how clever that was. You know, that was oh, alright. I thought it was funny. I, oh, I enjoyed it. Was a, this was a, <laughs> <laughs> there's the bit where they were like, oh, you know, what time do real rappers go to bed? Went on for like a minute or something. It was funny. That wasn't. <laughs> I, I had a bit of slate syndrome with this. I enjoyed it just because it wasn't Stock Aitken and Waterman or Yeah, I mean, it was song. nice that it was different, but, oh God, it was like, you know, just... So you wouldn't watch... Uh, you wouldn't have watched the TV series from 89 titled Morris Miner's Marvellous Motors. <laughs> <laughs> what? They had a TV series? Yeah, yeah. on yeah. the back of this. I love the so way... was the song first, or was this on the TV series? No, this the TV series was after. Wow. There's yeah. another bit of funny Wikipedia writing here. On the show, the fictional band leader attempted to maintain his pop music career while running an automotive, uh, an automotive garage. Yeah. It ran for one series. Just like someone's written the show around the band name. Yeah. It's like, start <laughs> off with the title. <laughs> uh, it sounds like Wheeler Dealers, but yeah. like music in it. I thought it sounds it was, great. I thought it was like Swiss Tony, that ran for one series. I mentioned Morris Minor and the Majors before because they did a song called This Is The Chorus, which was a parody of Stop ah. Making Waterman, and that's quite funny. Actually. That was uh, actually a hit in Australia, mm. but not in the UK so much. 
Mm-hmm. But they did pretty did all right in Australia. Oh yeah, the other bit I liked was I'm down on my luck and I'm dying for a friend to say you're great. Yeah, <laughs> Vicky's gonna say fuck. I'm dying yeah. for a fuck. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I might really was, didn't like. I think it. I was just bothered by how bad <laughs> the rapping was. It's like, oh, well. and there isn't oh. much to it other than the rapping and like a, a drum machine. No, I thought the, the, the occasional guitar bit going chord, like distorted guitar. Yeah, but it was just so nothingy, and then the rapping was so bad. Uh, yeah, it's a comedy song. Didn't find it funny. Oh. Didn't find Chaka Khan funny. No, that was good. <laughs> I like that. Did you like the little neighbours sample in there? I don't even know if I. It did integrate very well. I thought you would have noticed it. Uh, I can't remember. Well, the video is just them sort of rapping about. They're at the market and stuff. They're in bed a bit. Rapping about in some funny tracksuits and that, about. and then John Deacon turns up in a blue wig. Oh, and nice! And dances about with them for a bit. Yeah. Oh, Deaky, what do you like? Yeah, little Deaky comes along. <laughs> Johnny D. <What's> <laughs> so yeah, UK number four. Number four. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in Canada, they said, "Do we love a comedy? It's great. Do we love the jokes? It's number yeah. 14. Number 14. Yeah. They love that British comedy. Like. And the only other person who liked it is, well, you know, we've got the classic Australian humour here, mate. We've yeah. got Kevin Bloody Wilson. <laughs> yeah, so we loved it. We gave it, I'll give it a number two, mate. Number I, laughed two, a, I laughed like a fucking drain when I heard this. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ken. You're a strange man. Yeah. Well, this is the last we're going to hear of Morris Minor and the Majors, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, uh, as I said, that, that sampled Neighbours, which is perhaps a little taste of the sample-heavy song to follow it. the bass yeah beat diss yeah beat diss D- lots of samples in this I made diss. a I made there was an incomplete list of the samples yeah. on Wikipedia so I did an incomplete version of that incomplete list <laughs> excellent Africa Bambata James Brown Funky Drummer which as you know is one of the most sampled bits of music of all time yeah dialogue from an episode of the TV series Car 54 Where Are You and Dragnet Aretha Franklin was on there. Yeah. Theme from Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Yeah. A bit of Prince, a bit of Public Enemy, Schooly D, uh, the opening title sequence of Thunderbirds, and a bit of Fred Wesley and the JBs. And uh, Fred West and the JBs. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> but yeah, this, this, I kind of, I didn't mind this, I think because it was the first house song, so I wasn't housed out yet. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And it was probably the most interesting of the, I don't know, it felt like the most well-produced sort of all-round nice-sounding yeah felt like you could probably dance to it it's good enough going on that you could yeah, sort of a give bit, it one there's a little bit where there was like a acid bass line yeah that it's short-lived but yeah. I, I like an acid bass line that sounded nice I was like Ooh. well speaking of acid this is sort of one of the 
first Acid House songs and it's in the centre label it's got the yellow smiley face wow. which they took from Watchmen which, but that is the first use of the smiley face in Acid House so that was the, that was the beginning wow. right there yeah. there we go yeah, it's not an amazing song. No, it's not as good as right. the starter rap, is it, mine? <laughs> <laughs> I probably enjoyed the start. Well, I don't know. They're both pretty bad. Like, I, just, I didn't think this was bad. I just hate... I'm just like, not a big house fan. We've really got to the point where... Well, I don't like house, and they've really just got to the point where it's just like sample heavy just yeah. as many samples as you can in well, a that's song what, that's what it was all about though wasn't it just oh, putting loads true. of samples but sampling in. was still pretty new technology yeah that's why they're I guess using it so much but it's just just find it annoying just one sample after another or another I'm surprised like I didn't know a lot about House I'm surprised that it was a big enough thing that so much of it would end up on an arts what I call music yeah. I thought it'd be a yeah. more underground this was a shock phenomenon don't yeah. like the House no, no. Well, it was a huge deal, wasn't it? It was getting some big hits, and uh, yeah, in the video, it's like what, another one of them sort of lots of different stuff going on. There's some, like old army footage, sped up driving about, and some kind of city skylines and that. Some lads dancing about, or like what kind of looks like bomb the base are the only people at their own gig, and they're sort of dancing to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> probably on a on an E, aren't they? Yeah, Just probably around to themselves. Probably, yeah. Probably won't even put it past them. You should see them. They look like it's thought. Really? Yeah. They've got big dreadlocks. Uh, no, <laughs> nah, just very sort of, uh, you know, casual clothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyone in casual clothing on it? Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Pretty big hit, actually. Uh, number one on the US dance charts, boy. A lot of club play for this one. And uh, UK number two. Wow. Yeah. In New Zealand, we gave it a number five, mate. Number five, mate? Yep. In Ireland, we put it at a number four on the Irma. Number four on the Irma? Yeah. Fucking hell. It's all pretty good, isn't it? And Ken? Well, you know how much I love this sort of stuff, boys. You know, yeah. back in the late 80s, this, I was all about it. Oh, I love this fourth disc now. I used to put it on, <laughs> spit it, stick it on. Oh, mate, in the after party at mine. After party at Kent's. Come on, he's compiling another list. Come on, <laughs> everyone in. Everyone pile in and we'll compile some lists. That's what we used to do. I'd put the fourth disc and now on and we'd, I'd sit there furiously writing lists until like six in the morning. The house would be full of them. <laughs> full of people. Lists everywhere. Are they just lists of your favourite songs from now uh, Now 11? All two? kinds of things. <laughs> All kinds of things. I've got lists of things that I love about my friends and stuff. <laughs> and I'd do all them. Like, lists of like deep things that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, All that kind of thing, mate. All that kind of thing. What, did I say number three? No, but right. now. Number three on the, on the well, Kent, I mate. I like it. Right. Time for some more sample heavy house. It is Doctor in the House. Yeah. Like Cold Cut featuring Yaz and the plastic population. Yeah. So more more is, plastic dolls and yeah, people yeah. and that. And uh, so the first of a run of songs that, because it's house, puts house in the title. 
Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. It's lots of samples in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that has this is the worst singing. part about this as well, is they didn't even fucking space out it. Yes. With loads of samples. It's mm. like one after another. Oh. Well, they had Yaz singing on it, you know. Yeah, she doesn't have to do much, though, does she? She just goes, Doctor in the house. Okay. Doctor in. And sometimes... Doctor in. <laughs> well, we had a little journey, you know. She, in the nineties, she began to reevaluate her career choices, and uh, she joined the church oh. at the suggestion of her hairstylist. <laughs> she turned her life over to Christ. So, in two thousand eight, she had an album called "Running Back to You." She charted her spiritual journey and her newfound Christian faith, and she uh, occasionally returns to Britain and sings in church. So, you know, that's she what did a Lauren yes. Hill then. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. The thing with um, Cold Cut is I've always respected them more than I've enjoyed their music. I kind of respect the fact that, for one thing, they sort of pioneered a lot of VJing stuff, which is good. And on, we also set up Ninja Tune Records, which used to be, yeah. for a few years, pretty reliably good. But yeah. uh, in terms of their own music, I'm, I'm never that into it. Maybe it had to be there at the time. and yeah there wasn't much VJing in the video it was just a straight up well I say straight up it's sort of Yaz and a bloke who gets to pretend to do the scatting bit they sort of dance around together a bit but it's the first thing we've got ever of like this is how like watch this oh and actually we had uh, Paul we had no not Paul Hardcastle we had Jan Hammer like pretending that he was live playing Mm -hmm. the song but like they're doing that they're pretending that they're doing it all live but their way is to have like 20 records on the table and like be furiously putting on loads of different mm. records and putting a tape in and pressing play and the other guy's like hitting things and putting a record on <laughs> like they're, they're sort of fake doing the song but it's the first time we've seen like really seen that that you get in like loads of videos don't yeah, you that's like they played live because it's weird yeah it's like no one knows how to portray people like making dance music live because that's not how you do it you literally yeah. sit there and go I'll put that next to that next to that like you yeah. don't put a tape on and then put a fucking try and do it all at the, quick put the other one on put the one on we need the bit no get to rewind it to the bit where he goes yeah. keep that frequency clear now play it right no shh no, you cut off the don't end. talk while we're doing it <laughs> oh you left it recording too long go back we need to record over the end bit so it so links in yeah it was a right. That's why it took so long to get house music because the live thing was a disaster. When they were trying to put all these records on at the same time, couldn't do it. <laughs> Went until you found like nimble fingered people like Colcut. Just put a tape on, put so a record needed a on. Hundred decks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's them. That's their video. Yeah. Uh, this is Colcut's biggest hit. Okay. Which isn't surprising, I suppose, is it? Got the Yaz brand on it, you know. And there, this this samples a lot more sort of TV and film dialogue than some of the other ones. Mm. UK number six, number three on the US dance charts, boy. Uh, Number 33 on the New Zealand recorded music. Number 16 on the Irma. And, oh, bloody, give it a number 45. Oh, you don't like this one as much. Yeah, even amongst the giants of house nah because you Kent was more into the underground house not this commercial yeah show. yeah it's all up on it you don't like that yeah yeah uh, last we'll be seeing a cold cut okay. but we'll be seeing Yaz and her plastic population again uh, I think okay
So, a doctor in the house might deal with a cardiac arrest. Yeah. But our next artist, Crush, is dealing with a house arrest. Oh. And so at this point, I was starting... They were blowing into each other, so I made little notes of what was... So this one had a bit of a sort of vocode uh, kind of robot oh, voice yeah, in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And scratches in the intro, lots of hand claps and big toms. Oh, yeah. I've got a hand claps. Under arrest. The horrible hand claps. Yeah, they were pretty... So, do you know who was in... Do you know who was in Crush? No. He had uh, Mark Gamble, Cassius Campbell, and Mark Bryden and Robert Gordon. Bryden's biggest success came as the producer of Maloco. Yeah. Later on. And Gordon was a co-founder of Warp Records until leaving the label acrimoniously in 1991, which must have been, like, pretty much the day after they founded it. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't realise Warp was that old. (laughs) Uh, It is, yeah, it is, but I think he he sort of was like, should we do a record label? Yeah. What should we call it? Let's call it Warp. No, fuck that. I don't like Warp. That's it. I'm (laughs) out. I'm out. I really, really hate Maloco. But I quite like Warp Records, so, yeah. you know. What did Maloco do again? Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. That horribleness. Yeah, all, all of their songs were horrible, like that weird sort of coffee table dance music. Yeah. Oh, get out of it. That's a good, good way of describing it. Coffee yeah. table dance music. But what did you think of House Arrest? Um... Well, the more I listened to it, the more I appreciated how kind of with a sort of slightly more skilled touch that they'd like produced it than some of the other house ones, which were just like throw some stuff on there and more samples and more things. Whereas this one actually had like some nice strings in the background. It was starting to sound kind of acid housey, like a bit more yeah. ravey back in the day. I reckon like if you were like into really into your dance music, I reckon like Crush would be the ones who like actually well yeah, you know, like obviously you've got Bob the Bass and Cold Cut. I mean they they're great, but you know, I really like Crush. You yeah. Know, you know, they'd be like this one that Morrissey had like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the pretentious one. But that is because, you know, they're not they're doing it nicely. Yeah. It's yeah. you know so I remember I liked the, uh, the use of vocoder. Like, yeah. I do like a vocoder. Always fun. Yeah. It's still, like, not, like, a really interesting song, though. No. By this point of listening to this, I was sort of... First time I listened to it, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to listen to this disc. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to it again. It's like, oh. I really didn't get on with the disc, especially this... House slog, yeah. House slog. Yeah, I think they just made this song a little bit more banging. It would have been really good. It's just a little bit too feathery light pants for me. Feathery light pants. Yeah. My name. (laughs) Uh, Videos then playing in a house party. You know, it's got a little bit ravey. Yeah. Or a little bit more sort of, you know, again, very, very casual clothing. Oh, yeah. All on either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kind of sports denim and stuff like that. That's. I know. Why can't they wear a suit to a party? Which <sighs> ne'er do wells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, only thing I get for this is a UK number three. Wow. Oh, good, good oh, hit. It's really fucking charted in the UK. Yeah. Mm. Loving it. If everyone wanted it to have it at their house, <laughs> I guess, for the after party and, and stuff like that. Wow. That's your crush. I hope you're enjoying the house because there's more. Yeah, that's the last we'll be seeing a crush. I'm glad that all these people are the last time we're going to be seated. Oh, 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 oh,
Well, now we've got the fantastic Jack and Chill. <laughs> the Jack that house built us two yeah. puns. Two puns there. Yeah. Both based on nursery rhymes. Yeah, which is it's a parody on This Is The House That Jack Built. Mm. Which, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's um, a Roud Folk Song Index Number 20584. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought it was 5283. No, no, well, also, it's, it's Anna Thompson type 2035 as well. So if you don't know, you know, you can find <laughs> it. You can find it from that easily. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's both systems of uh, folk song fucking listed I've <laughs> seen before. Here's my little <laughs> telling apart the house thing. This one had cowbell and shouting and a bit right. more synth pads in it. And it had some tay-tay-tays. It had a vocal sample yeah, that was on the, on the keyboard, but they played it a bit too fast, so it sounded even less like someone singing. Oh, was it like... Yeah, yeah, I can barely remember this one. Like, was this the one where they had to? Yeah, the cowboy shouting, the more shout, shouting about nursery rhymes. I think they were shouting about Jack and Jill and up the hill and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, Jack and Jill, uh, Ed Stratton, and Vlad Naslas. Oh, Vlad Nas. Yeah. Oh, Naslas. Uh, oh, Naslas. Prince Naslas. Good <laughs> name. Who are they then? Anyone notable? Uh, no. They didn't start any record labels or no, didn't do produce any terrible bands. No. No. Videos, got some sort of crazy effects on. It's got like a sort of blocky colour man dancing silhouette thing. It's quite sort of seizure inducing. Oh, sounds fun. Yeah, you know. And he's obviously a bricklayer or a plasterer because he, for some reason, starts picking up these bricklaying tools and dancing with a helmet on. Don't get it, don't understand it. Don't get it. <laughs> yeah, just boring this one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. <sighs> No. Yeah, it doesn't help, but we're still. Oh god, it's starting to kill. You know, starting to really hurt all this bloody house. Isn't I, hope it? This is, I hope this is it. I hope we don't have any more house on anyone else. Oh, I don't mind as long as it's spread out and it's good. Like, yeah, just too much of so one. Such like, poor sequencing. Yeah, but then they probably thought, oh, if you like house, you don't want to keep changing the record. Pop this on, you can have like a 45 minute party and then a quick slow dance to Cleanie <laughs> Fisher at the end. We won't talk about that one too much yet, though. This one was a UK number six. Fucking hell. I know. Big old boys in the UK. Oh, old house. Uh, last we'll be seeing a Jack and Chill, though. I think we now, you know, we now definitely know the people of uh, the UK are yeah. not good at decision making. No. But, you know, we can now look back. And though, even back then, you so, know, what were they up to? Morehouse, yeah. Hey, Beatmasters featuring Cookie Crew, yeah. Rock the House. This one oh, had okay. Coming Home Girls house. Say What, yeah, and it had this had the the classic house piano, and it had some rapping. Yeah, it. it did. It's actually. one of the earliest examples of hip house. Yeah. Oh, this is the, house. the rapping is so bad. Well, this is the Cookie Crew. They're a British duo of female rappers. Oh, they were so bad. They and weren't that bad. It sounded like it was... Reco- I think the main thing was like the, the production. It was like recorded really badly and like... Yeah. It seems like maybe they just did one take or something because those bits <laughs> where they were sort of going out of sync. Yeah. And it yeah, just but, didn't sound very clean. <laughs> you couldn't hear what they were saying very well, I didn't think. That's because 
because it's one of the earliest examples of hip house, a subgenre of house music which features rap vocals performed over house rim track. If you want it better, you've got to look at one of the later examples of hip house, a subgenre of house music which features rap vocals performed over a house rim track. Such as? Uh, I don't have any examples <laughs> because it's not really. something that I, I really am like, oh, yeah, I better check out some hip some house. Hip house. <laughs> I'm more of a funky house man. Yeah, I like a bit of deep, deep house. Deep yeah. house. Chicago house. Oh, Chicago house. Yeah. <laughs> Acid house. Uh, mm, yeah. I couldn't even find the video for this one. Couldn't even find it. Don't even know if it had one. There's not a lot of information about the Beatmasters. They're a bunch of producers. They had a couple of albums out. Are there any, any information about the Cookie Crew? Nah, just a couple of female rappers from Britain. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, fifth in the fifth, the number five in the UK <laughs> chart. Fifth in the charts. Fifth in the charts. Number 17 under Irma. Oh, I like it in the Irma. Yeah. Uh, number seven on the uh, New Zealand recorded music. I can tell this one did all right then. Yeah. And on the kit, oh, I gave it a number 37. Oh. <laughs> yep. It's a good little pumper. Start of the night, get you going. <laughs> yep, had a lovely job. That's the last we'll be seeing of the Cookie Crew. Mm-hmm. But the Beatmasters, the uh, beat goes on, mate. Oh. The beat goes on. Tired of getting pushed around. I'm tired of house. Yeah, I'm tired I mean, of house. I mean, tired of being so, pushed around. I'm tired of being pushed around by two men and a drum machine and a trumpet. And a trumpet. I don't like the literal name for a start. It's, yeah, it's, I mean... It's like... It would one, be like us calling ourselves three men and a Zoom H4N or you two being called three men and a band. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to see if you could guess some others. So, uh, who would this band be? Four men and some pyros and makeup. Kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. Four men and two guitars, a bass and drums. The Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at this game. But uh, do you know who... Well, eight I... men, three drummers, one samples, one doing scratching, one shouting, two guitarists and a bass. Slipknot. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> so, like, so, um, there's nine of them. With masks on. Now, um, I found <laughs> the one good thing about the horrible literal name is through the slog of House on This Now, it was easy to sort of remember what one was this was and who it was by because it was like oh the one with trumpet that was oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> funky that was two men a trumpet and a, tr- oh, a drum yeah, machine yeah. trumpet funky guitar line plus a beefy kick drum and some trumpet nice. and a sample of someone saying tired of being pushed around now Harry probably knows this Martin the, the people the two men oh, the titular yeah. two men do you know what band they were from what their main band was it's a band we've heard um well, I don't, but I guess I've got to guess a band with her. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an unlikely one, the way you're saying this. Um, it's a three-piece. Oh, a three-piece, yeah. Yeah, and with a very distinctive singer. Aha. Uh-huh. No. No. Uh, how many more clues can we give? Uh, <laughs> I think you like their song. Yeah, you, you did. I've had a couple on there. Yeah. 
Oh god! Oh, the, the pressure! Um, I have no fucking idea. Uh, tell him, tell him. It's fine young cannibals. No, it's the fine yeah. cannibals. Yeah. See, I thought of them, but then I thought. I, oh yeah, you say that now. I didn't know they were a free piece. Yeah. I thought they were like a full band with a nah, singer, so they were three of them free. It's gift, cox and steel, and this is cox and steel. Gift was off filming a movie called Sammy and Rosie Get Laid. So which? Oh, one that's a great film. The, which one's which? Is the the guy with the sweet voice not in this thing? No, no. Roland Gift. He was off filming a movie, okay. so these two decided to fucking do this for some reason. I hope his talking voice is like his singing voice, so in his films... Hello! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I've, I've made a new genre, I've invented a new genre. Sophisty House. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely Sophisty House. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. It's not a good genre. This one's quite annoying. Like, I found it quite annoying. And it's, oh, it's just rubbish, isn't it? Yep. Not enough happening. Come on, boys. You're in Fine Young Cannibals. You can do better than this. Uh, video's weird as well. Alfred Hitchcock's in it a bit. Well, not the real one, just a silhouette. The real one, he does a cameo. And like, there's a weird... The guy saying, I'm tired of getting pushed around. He's sort of like a weird, sweaty Ron Jeremy type. They're dancing about... Oh, <laughs> oh. this is the hardest fucking one we've ever done like yeah because it's so hard to talk there's nothing to say oh, yeah. so shit this is yeah whenever it gets boring like this we should just bring in like alright boys it's Gary Barlow I was hoping for some Gary oh, alright I'm here to break up the monotony of all the shitty house oh, hey I'll yeah, tell yeah. you about my house it's quite big I've got a good one now <laughs> yeah that's no, alright two swimming pools oh is that all yeah well now one for me and one for everyone else <laughs> <laughs> did you get that with your tax money you saved yeah <laughs> I got it from the National Gary Gary Association <laughs> that I set up a, I set up a fake charity to uh, siphon off funds and it was about saving the name Gary because as, as you remember I told you no one's been christened Gary in the UK since 1993 so I put I set up a charity to really save so- the name Gary but actually I was creaming off the money it's tax free <laughs> isn't it charities so fuck it I took it all and ran took it to the Cayman Islands yeah <laughs> That's how I got fucking two swimming pools and you haven't. <laughs> there you go. I've seen Sammy and Rosie get laid 20 times. Is that and all? I've never seen the bit where Sammy and Rosie get laid because my mum always turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank fuck for Gary Barlow. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. UK number 18. Oh. This one. That's the last we'll be seeing of the two men and their drum machine and their trumpet, and but they'll be back in the old boys. The cannibals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I don't mind the cannibals. So here's another French sing young French singer girl, is it? Climby Fish, it sounds like it could be, isn't it? Uh, Climby, Climby. Yeah, Climby. No. <laughs> Climby Fisher, who are here with Rise to the Occasion. Yeah. They're a, a pop duo formed by vocalist Simon Kleinman. Simon Kleinman? No, Simon Kleinman. That's going to be better if it's called Simon Kleinman. That'd be great. Yeah. Simon Kleinman. <laughs> Simon Kleinman and keyboardist Rob Fisher. Rob Fisher. Death Watch. Right. November 1956 to 25th of August 1999. Who? I don't really remember yeah, much. Yeah, which one? Was. Climmy? 
Clint I like Fisher. 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 Oh, Fisher. He was my favourite. Yeah, I liked Fisher. Stayed in the background. He was a bit like, uh, what's his name from Wham? Yeah. Oh, Ridgely. Ridgely. Yeah, yeah, he was the Ridgely of the group. You know. Well, there was uh, a song called The Ballad of Climby Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, by Half Man, Half Biscuit. This song is incredibly dull. Yes. And also... And at least it's the last one (laughs) of the disc. Yeah. And that's my main thing. It's like, oh, well, and no more after this. Yeah. It's like, it's always got to be a slow jam, hasn't it? But this is like one of the shittiest slow fucking... Yeah. Oh, God. It's got to be a slow jam you've never heard before. I think that's the rule. There's some lyrics on there. You need a volunteer to wipe away your tears, someone who will rescue you. I want to say, if you're thinking about voluntary work, there's much better jobs you <laughs> yeah, could be doing. Some go and work for a local charity, work. conservation, something like that. Don't don't go and wipe someone's tears away. They can do that themselves, unless they haven't got any arms. Come and work for the Gary Preservation thing. Society. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> They've got zero, I've got loads of, loads of uh, Eastern <laughs> Europeans on zero hour contracts. <laughs> 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 <Of> Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you are the living end. <laughs> you know, Kent, Kent's probably got a little thing where he does all the main compiling, but there's admin work to be done around. Oh that. yeah, definitely. Yeah. See that? Don't don't wipe away. He's still tears. selling the chart books, just personally selling them on online. Really? Yeah. Car boot and that's how I, that's how I found his home address and telephone <laughs> number and email address because he's just got a little like shitty angel fire website where he sells nice. his books. Wow. Yeah. We should try and get him on the podcast. Yeah, I was going to try and buy yeah. you one of his books. That'd be weird though, wouldn't it? Hello, it's David Kent. Oh, hello, David Kent. It's David Kent. <laughs> How's it going, mate? Yeah, it's going really great, mate. <laughs> been compiling your list. Yeah, have you? Yeah, I've been compiling your list, right? Right. <laughs> when we call for the Kent report we could just have Kent <laughs> tell us about it yeah I don't think he'd be up for like every single <laughs> imagine that come on here mate come on this ludicrous fucking podcast talk about your lists <laughs> you know it's a bad disc when like your highlights are I should be so lucky and Morris Minor and the Majors yeah. well that wasn't even my yeah I thought I should be so lucky was probably the best song on this which yeah oh which you thought is anyway we we're on Climby Fisher yeah Climby Fisher UK UK number 10 yeah and that's your lot that's your lot fuck it so go on what are you putting on which which house banger now that's what Martin calls music this was a a pretty pretty sparse one there's not much nothing from disc 2 yeah I'm having nothing from that disc and I'm never listening to it again (laughs) (laughs) fuck it is it as bad as now 2 disc 2 Yes, because now yeah. two disc two had like some good songs at the start, and then it was like the end was just like really bad for about ten songs. Uh, yeah, but there was like some good songs at the start. This had nothing good. I will keep. I will probably keep always on my mind because it's 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 quite nice. It's just not as good as the original though, is it? I'm gonna have uh, get out of my dreams, get yeah. my car because yeah. it's yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. That's the my highlight of the uh, the whole now. Uh, say it again I'm going to keep that say it again I'll have Come On Everybody by Eddie Cochran uh, I like it yeah. oh, oh, All right. and roll and that is my lot I'm not having anything else fair enough um, I, well we haven't missed out VHS because there is nothing on the VHS it's all the same as what you get. <laughs> oh, I was say, there's nothing on the VHS. You put it in, it's blank, nah. blank screen. <laughs> no, it's just Unless a selection of songs that are on the discs. So yeah. there's no specials to talk about. 
Well, I hope that you have been, the podcast has been more enjoyable to listen to <laughs> than to make. This for me has been, yeah, yeah, a real the, like point. This is the sort of disc that can make you give up on this ridiculous venture. Yeah, it could. But it we're could. nearly in the nineties now. We're yeah, getting there. Yeah, yeah. Do you join us next time, and if maybe you're a big house fan and you can tell the difference between these songs, <laughs> which yes, yeah. you know, write in and, and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, we need more people. Maybe to you're do, one uh, of the weird people who bought Jola Taxi. You know, yeah, why did I you? Love that song. Why did you buy it? Yeah, what, what was the reason? It? We want to. Yeah. We want to create conversations here. That's how yeah. we're going to save the world. You know, by bringing people together <laughs> to talk about house and weird French songs. Yeah. So get on the Twitter at nwt underscore podcast and come and vote in our polls because I did one about who was funnier, Goldie Looking Chain or Morris Minor and the Majors. Yeah. And it was a hundred percent to Goldie Looking Chain, <laughs> <laughs> but there weren't very many vote so it was a bit like pointless so you get on get on twitter and vote on some things and yeah you know retweet him and like get on him facebook and and, and, yeah. and comment you know yeah shout out to jess who's already doing that you know but we we need some more we need to, really i just need to like put something about brexit and then they'll be all over it arguing yeah. each other yeah this is more important than brexit damn it this is pop music yeah. This is pop compilations from the 80s. Compilations. So, yeah, I'm not, there's no point doing a big list of all the apps that we're on. You know, find us on your app. You know, if you're, you're already listening to it, yeah. so you're probably already using one of those apps. No point me doing the list. Yeah. What's more important is that you tell your friends that we're really good yeah. and you like copy, you know, copy our feed into some directories and just yeah. do like, you know, big us up and stuff. That's what we need. Yeah. You we know, give us, so, give us some don't props. Like it, tell your enemies. Yeah. Get them listening. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> like it, tell people you don't like because they'll get bored. Like you think they might get bored or whatever. Yeah. Or like it will send them crazy. Invite your friends. That's Right. Get a little one bowl of Doritos, maybe a, a bowl of uh, you know Maltesers, yeah. and get your mates around and have a little podcast evening. Yeah, play but, some Jenga, but all play it. it on your phones, sort of. Even if you turn the volume down, yeah. So you're all downloading, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do that as well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, until next time, <laughs> pop fans, adios. Yeah. Oh, see ya.